Blog Talk Radio. This is it? Oh, wait a minute. That song is always takes a while. There we go.
time in there, Rudy. We got to play that song for a change. How are you today? Good, thank you. I called a little two minutes earlier and it didn't connect. It says it was off or whatever. I don't know what he says. Yeah, we're How all set you? now. I was uh took me a little while. I set up a really good show for today. We're going to have a lot of fun. Last week was really mellow. Oh, by the way, this is Upbeat with Tom Hayes and Rudy Garino. Uh, the title of this episode is Back to the Sugar Shack, and we are going back. We have some gems. Rudy, uh, Billy Porter is going to call in a little later, and uh, he set me up with some real surprises here. I think you're really going to get a kick out of it. <clears throat> in fact, I, this is why I was so late starting the show. Uh, I had to... Uh, how to set this thing up right. We're, you know, we've got quite a list of tunes here. That every time I add them to the studio, uh, it gets really crazy. So why don't we start off? This was this <clears throat> Billy found on YouTube a clip uh, with only stills, only stills. But the sound is from 1972, recorded at the Sugar Shack. And let's. Uh, yeah, this is live from the Sugar Shack. Here you go. See if you uh, <laughs> remember this. I won't say anything. I'll stop it in the middle here. Let's here look at their brain and to their ability to think was amputated. Let's pepper their instinct until they were fat, horny, and strung out. In her neurotic attempt to be queen of the universe. Who is this bitch?
and he knows the people out there that uh, ran the crazy horse uh, at the time, you know. Wow. And uh, we were instrumental in bringing us here at the at uh, MGM. They ran for about eight years. Anyways, he got an interesting response about the Sugar Shack, <laughs> about the Soul Festival, and he, and he says that they like to do it out there. They uh, give us some more information on it. Wow. So a couple of days ago. So now uh, we're waiting to hear if these people want to. You know, the French people, they love soul music. Well, you know, I watched, um, uh, hopefully Billy's listening in because he's going to call in in a few minutes and tell us. He just watched a documentary on George Clinton, and I've been watching. I saw the James Brown uh, movie that was produced by Mick Jagger, but somebody informed me the other day that Mick Jagger also produced a documentary, and I've been watching that. And James Brown was on some uh, midday show. He had just been indoctrinated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he said that they played in Paris, outside of Paris, a million two hundred thousand people went to see the show. At that time, it was the biggest audience ever to see Imagine James that. Brown. Imagine? He said, and the, uh, the interviewer said to him, the host said, could you see? He says, no, we could see about 400,000 back. We couldn't see the whole million people. And uh, so fascinating. So, yeah, of course, the French, you know, the French, are, you know, all of Europe just loves uh, American soul. Uh, wow, this is, uh, well, that's great news. I mean, you know, Rudy, bit by bit, we're, um, we're making, a, making our mark here. Uh, do you want, there's another, um, let's, let's hear another one also recorded in the Sugar Shack. You ready? This one isn't as long. This is, I think, Cosmic, uh, I forget the, the, the uh, I haven't got the full title here, but here we go.
Tom. Boy, did they. Yes, sir. Yeah, all right. Back I got I'm back on. Good. Um, boy, they, uh, they certainly sounded like uh, Herbie Hancock, didn't they? Uh, he's a jazz guy, yeah. I, I'm not yeah, yeah, but they, you know, that whole in keyboard instrumentation and that funk, you know, they uh, kind of yeah. crossed over there. Well, I tell you, that record uh, is nothing like what they used to sound like. They used to rock the joint, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they used to really. They recorded one of the probably not too well. I don't know. They didn't get it right. Like the music, uh, that that music rocked the room. It was fun, a funk and everything. And who, how, he, everything. Yeah, it. Um, well, I uh, I have another surprise for you. Um, Good. Yeah, this well, is. Uh, Go ahead. Let me finish that Paris thing. So we got a buzz working, so let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. We might all have to take a slow boat to France because I, I don't love fly. It. I <laughs> love it. I love it. I'll take a slow boat. A little, eat, we'll eat a little uh, snails and caviar and uh, frog's legs on the way over. <laughs> well, right. give I, me I the found... Go ahead. No, I, yeah, I got another surprise. Sur- I got another surprise for you, just to show that not only you uh, had amazing taste, but also a a celebrity of major proportions uh, felt the same way. And you'll hear him. Hopefully, I got this recorded right. You'll hear. I got this. Pick this up on YouTube too. You'll hear him. Uh, and his impression of this guy, right up front here. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, occasionally I go to a nightclub. I like to uh, bounce around town and see what's going on. One night I dropped into a place called the Barn. And what I saw there I have never seen before and don't expect to ever see again. I'm going to introduce to you the wildest combination and the wildest guy I've ever seen in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, and I know you're going to be wild about him, Wayne Cochran. (laughs) (laughs) He started it all, though. The boy was... I went into the Peppermint Lounge, and he was tearing the place apart. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that announcing it? Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason? Jackie Gleason said that. And you know that voice sounded for me. I used, I used to be a great fan of every Saturday night watching the Jackie Gleason show. I never went out on Saturday. My friends used to say, <laughs> And I gotta watch Jackie Gleason. Forget about going out. How <laughs> <laughs> was that? that uh, can you do that again? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it again. Here we go. Jackie Gleason introducing Wayne Cochran, and he put him on his show. We'll we'll play the song that he 
that he did. And this, again, this is on YouTube. Okay, you ready? Go, going back go. to Miami. Yeah, going back to Miami, baby. <laughs> now, did, did you know about this club, The Barn? The Barn. Oh, yeah, that's where I saw The Barn and uh, the Peppermint Lounge. Uh, it, was, it was on Miami Beach. Okay, well, that's where that's what Jackie Gleason is talking about in this clip. He saw All him right. at the barn. All so right. here, we'll listen. I'll play it again. Here we go. I'll play the whole song through now. Here we go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, occasionally I go to a nightclub. I like to uh, bounce around town and see what's going on. One night, I dropped into a place called the Barn, and what I saw there, I have never seen before, and don't expect to ever see again. <laughs> I'm going to introduce to you the wildest combination and the wildest guy I've ever seen in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, and I know you're going to be wild about him, Wayne Cochran.
I heard he's a priest, a reverend, or a preacher. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Remember an earlier show we had the a pimps call in, and all the pimps are now preachers. And Wayne Corcoran <coughs> figured out there's probably more money in preaching than there is in music today, so he went that route. Right, well, because like he, he doesn't have to carry uh, 12, 15 people uh, in the band, a band boy, managers, this and that. He just gets up there with the Bible and he starts preaching. <laughs> well, well, it's not true. I mean, I'm I'm pretty angry. I was trying to set up uh, uh, more clips, and I, the one that I wanted to play is actually him in a church doing hold on Jesus is coming Hold on I'm coming by Simon Dave. Yeah he and that. he changed it he changed the lyrics to hold on Jesus is coming. He preaches. Yeah and he's got he's got a complete band on stage with him in the church. Oh, that's good. Then he's going to rock the church. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And now here's a clip of him just, no music, just doing preaching. So here it is. I'll only play about a minute of this. Here we go. That, That the faith of Christ in me. I can look at it when Paul says... I live by the faith of Christ in me. I can take that as the faith of Christ that is within me because he is within me. And the same faith that he operated on, I now have in me. But I also can take that as this. I live by the faith of the Son of God in me. Honey, he believes in me. He has said, I'm going to win. He said, I can do all things. He said, I can do greater things than he once did. He said, I can lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. He said, I can preach the gospel and people will be saved. He said, I can speak in other tongues. If I take drink of any deadly thing, it won't harm me. I can take up serpents. They can't harm me. He said, I can walk on water. I can raise the dead. He said, I can live in divine health, that I can be glorified. He said that I can finally put death under my foot. Amen. That's how much faith he has in me. Boy, he must know something about me that I don't. Right? He's still got the showmanship, doesn't he? His voice is giving me chills. It's like I remember him like, Fifty years, I was forty-seven years ago. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, we should try to. Um, if he's doing that kind of thing now, we should uh, get Susanna to your daughter to track him down. Track him down, and if we get the Soul Show, we'll say this is the this is what started the Sugar Shack. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It'll be the first. Yep. That guy was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, uh, 
just fun, fun stuff. I mean, just finding out all of these things. And I'd be great to, uh, you know, maybe Suzanne will have to become, uh, you know, uh, born again to get him to talk, but whatever. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bet he would. I, he must be doing concerts because, like I said, he's got a band behind him in the churches. Well, he probably still takes gigs there, you know? Probably goes yep. out of those gigs. Yep. Yep. So, uh, well, then, you know, I talked earlier <clears throat> about the man, and I've been watching, like I said, I watched the movie and I watched the, uh, the documentary, and. Um, so let's play a little bit from the guy that absolutely blew me away. Uh, everybody did there at the shack, but this was just how you ever acquired him. Just Well, let's listen to the story afterwards. We'll play a little James Brown here. Here we go. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get on up, 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 get on up
uh, yeah, it, it was amazing. We had a good time there, you know. How you been, my friend? Good, good, good. You got that big movie coming out, Black Mass. I know. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait to see it on the 18th, September 18th. We get to see, you know, our old friend there and, you know, <laughs> see how to portray him, so to speak. That's going um, to bring back a lot of memory from the Sugar Shack. I can imagine, yeah, huh? man. Yeah, man, wow. It was 20, 30 strong. When I tell you, 20, 30. It's a full of the whole <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Just, wow. One time, the was going crazy over there with all of those guys in it. Sometimes they used to come in all at once, and uh, it was unreal, unreal. I hope they got a scene about the Sugar Shack in there. Wow. What would they do, Rudy? They'd come in. That's Where did they stand? Mostly in the bar, in the on the top bar? bar. They'd stay in the front bar. As soon as you walked down the stairs, there was a bar on the right. Together something that must have been made quite a scene when they all walked in together. Oh, I'll tell you, it was. Uh, I had my uh, my heart in my mouth. I never knew. I never knew it was going to be an explosion, not an eruption. Explosion. Wow. Well, you know, you know, you know, in 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 some other place, in some other location, in some other club, that would have been mixing, you know. Gasoline and a match. Right, right, right. That's that's a that's a way because every day at, at two o'clock when it was all over, they locked the doors. I'd have to relax for about ten, fifteen minutes. And I'd walk. <laughs> I mean, you had gangsters both black and white. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it was everybody was packing iron. Yeah, if you. You named the characters. They were all there on the one roof. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. And, you know, again, they just had a, you know, you're right, as a, as a innocent bystander, so to speak, as just somebody who came in to see, you know, a fan, you know, a patron just to see the show. I mean, you could feel the drama. I mean, everybody, even though nothing happened, everybody sized everybody up. Oh, yeah, the white guy sized uh, Oh, so-called gangsters. Oh, they decide everybody. I was always worried about somebody bumping into somebody. Yeah. I'm talking to you and back and forth. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean. Yeah, because I mean, you had you had the black gangs and you had the white gangs, and uh, you know, and they, and they were just the F, the FBI came back and wanted to talk to me, and they they asked me, "How do you control these people? <laughs> what people?" <laughs> he says, "How come you? How come these lawyers, all kinds of order here? No, no, no problems with these people." I says, listen, I give them a show, a show that they love. They come in, they see the show, and out they go. 
That's all I can tell you. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It was, I mean, you know, that was, I mean, obviously the axe blew you away, but all of the, you know, all of that tension, I mean, not that anything ever happened, but it was just like you say, you know, you shut the doors at two o'clock and you went, nothing happened. (laughs) Well, to tell you you how uh, strong it was then, like you said, there's a pimp. Prostitutes, everybody in one place. Even the FBI comments on what you said about all these people on the one roof and no problems. Yeah, you know, I mean, because the potential was certainly there. <laughs> you know, one idiot.
So we're on stage at the Apollo, bumping into each other like the Stooges, and we're like, oh, we just blew this audition, but it was actually a breakthrough for them and how they found their funky appeal. And, and, and you, know, they, 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 that, you know, that's what it was. It wasn't about what they thought. It was about the, the audience. And so they just, in that time, it was a hippie era, so they were just like, it was funky to be hippie. So let's, you know, let's jump on the hippie wagon. And that's pretty much what they did and how they got those costumes. They just, they, they couldn't keep up with it, you know keeping a tie straight and a suit clean so that was um that's what he said in the documentary too so it was interesting you know they did a lot of acid they tried a lot of crazy shit so and he was actually the only artist who had two bands signed with two different labels at the same time so he's an interesting interesting man oh is what that what the, the parliaments and then and the funkadelics those are the names of the two bands yes yes different bands and signed with two different labels and at that time he was the only one that made that happen you know so that was genius on his behalf what were you saying Rudy uh I thought they called themselves the Parliament Funkadelics it wasn't two bands they were two oh. bands yeah it was two different bands and then you know as the years progressed in time they started to uh, announced them as Parliament Funkadelic, but back in that day, in that era of 60s, 70s, when they were making their wave, there were actually two different bands signed with two different labels. And, and, what, what, and when he performed, he'd bring them together once in a while? Yeah, yeah. well, two, I, I've seen I seen them like 15 years ago, and it was everybody together. You know, Bootsy was up there, and everybody was together. But like I said, the, those two bands were pretty much all the same guys, but he they had different names, and they had different Ah, uh, okay, different okay, labels. so he... Even though yeah. he was using this, I get you. I, I can't. Right, that always confused me. Yeah, yeah, that always confused yeah. me. Parliament Funkadelics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Ru- Rudy, in the clips on the YouTube channel of those live recordings at the Sugar Shack, there's there's black and white photos of the Funkadelics, and they're dressed in dresses. They're dressed in ladies' dresses. <laughs> Ladies' dresses. Yeah, they're dressed in ladies' dresses. Right. <laughs> and and there was one shot, again, shot in the sugar shack, and I remember this. They had a casket. Remember that they had a casket? Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. What about the Indian and the, the soldier and all that? Did they have the Indian? You no, know, they, I, I remember the Indian. That's the first time we went to see them. You know, I didn't know who they were, and my wife and I were sitting, and, and whenever the Indian came out in the diaper and the soldier, I said, what the hell? What happened? <laughs> with the Indian hat, with the feathers and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably see them. Yeah. Did they show that in the documentary, uh, Billy? Um, yeah, they showed a lot of like clips of um, different, you know, performances that they had and the, the trial and errors that they had. Or they, you know, the experiment in that time with acid and the drugs and how they found their creative method that nobody was using in music. They were just like, it didn't matter. They just tried anything and came up with a sound and it happened to be funky. And that's what they rolled with. And nobody was doing that. So I guess it, I guess now, that the original you know, parliaments like were they. Were they a rhythm and blues band like like the Dells and like the Delphonics? Yeah, they were actually. 
Yes, they actually were. They were uh, they were a rhythm and blues band, and they were told, uh, you sound like everybody else, and yeah, yeah, we heard you before, and they just were like, oh, well. But I guess um, they did that song, um, what's it, that? they were a doo-wop group, actually, you know, and then uh, they did that song, what the hell was the name of it? Um, oh, I can't think of the name. They did some song there, it took them to the top. As a parliament, you're right, in the 50s. I want to testify. That's what gave a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to testify. Now, Rudy, when you had them early, did you have them as a rhythm and blues band, as, you know, a harmonizing band? No, no. When I I bought them, they, like I said before, they had tuxedos in the photograph that they sent. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> so you yeah. thought they were a rhythm and blues band? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a soul band, you know, a rhythm and blues. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They completely different. Now where? Yeah, the now, documentary says that. Yeah, it tells about. Were they that. local guys, Billy? Where were they from? They were from New Jersey, actually, and and they hung out at the barber shop where they went every Saturday to sing doo wop, you know. And George Clinton liked to he liked to do hair on him when he got bored. He went, you know, and, and had these funky hairdos, and that's what his little side gig was at a barber shop in New Jersey. And then, um, yeah, and then you know they they got that hit in like sixty two, sixty seven, I think sixty seven. Yeah, well, testify, and, right? And then yeah, they just figured out that. At the Apollo, they had this big audition for record label, and they just, they just everything, everything, time, you know, everything changed there with the with the whole uh, costume and shit. But uh, yeah, they're an interesting group of guys, man. And they they were big fans of Jimi Hendrix too, so you can you know you can hear that in their music when they were on that hippie bandwagon. Yeah, you know, and I said Herbie Hancock. I mean, it definitely bordered on jazz as well. <laughs> yeah, they used everything. Like one of the musicians was talking about, he's like, you can go in there. And jam with them, and he anything went with George Clinton. He's like, "Yep, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it." Oh. That's where their success came in. They were willing to try anything, you know. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It's amazing that yeah. Rudy had them at the Sugar Shack, and they still. I seen him 15 years ago at the Roxy in the in the theater district of Boston, and he still shouted out, "I've got my start here at the Sugar Shack in Boston, right up right across great. the street." I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, they, might, they might have started their turnaround at the Sugar Shack. I don't know if they did or not. But uh, like I say, from the photos, and when they come into a complete different group, so maybe they start turnaround uh, playing the funk and all that. Maybe at the yeah, they Sugar were, Shack. They were branding well, themselves, apparently. They were working on a brand. They found a brand that said, let's roll with it. Look at them today. Yeah. Yeah, they're still performing yeah. big time. Well, I'll tell you again, this is uh, real fun stuff. When I found out that Jackie Gleason and Rudy Garino had the same <laughs> reaction to Wayne Cochran. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool, yeah. You know, and you, you know, Rudy, even though it wasn't a, a good audio on it, boy, and, and when you watch the video, of course, you can see him dancing. Man, could he slide, huh? Oh, yeah, he's flying up and down. Yeah, oh, he did everything, everything. He was a wild man. Yeah, he well, he... The, he but I remember you know, when, he, when we went to Sugar Shack, he tore it apart. <laughs> you told us. <laughs> Did he actually broke the ceiling tiles? He down. He punched holes in the ceiling. He broke chairs. <laughs> he 
music and the dancers. But that one, he came over there. He went completely, <laughs> broke up the whole place. Friends <laughs> were holding me back. Stop this maniac. He's breaking everything up. It's just, let him do it. You know, in watching him, man, and you watch him, you watch, you know, Wayne Cochran, Cochran didn't take a backseat to anybody as far as performing, man. He was as wild as, as James, as wild as anybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He could handle himself. He could handle himself. He had a hard section that uh, I don't think anybody could match. They probably could eat, I mean, uh, equal it, but they can't beat it. He yep. had a hell of a hard section. Yep. Wow. Yeah, uh, going back to that, uh, I just want one more thing before I uh, let you guys go. Um, wh- one thing George Clinton said in that in that documentary, I, I-, I have a you know spoiler alert. He was they asked him. Um, they said, George, what is soul music to you? What is it? To- what does it mean to you? He said, Soul is ham hocks in your cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what soul is to George Clinton. Ham hocks in your cornflakes. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna let you go. You guys got a great formula. I think we can. I think we can leave on that note. I don't think exactly. It was a great show. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks, Billy. That's a lot I'm of fun, check man. Out. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Rudy. We'll do. It. We'll see you next week, man. Yeah, we'll see you next week, Tom. Have a good week, and God bless you all. Yeah, all you right, too, and bye. we'll see uh, We'll see what happens here. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us. Oh, there's a crazy little shack beyond the track. And everybody calls it the sugar shack. Coffee tastes mighty good That's not the reason why I've got to get back Yeah.